Father Kevin uh, asked me to preach this morning on this passage from Acts 13. It's all about Paul and Barnabas being sent out. And this is actually my wife Bonnie and mine, our family's last Sunday at Res. I finished up my pastoral responsibilities here on Thursday. So this morning, I am the guest preacher from the Aurora Church Plant. <laughs> and... Um, Thank you, guys. As, as I've been preparing for this, I, I realized that maybe when you've been at a, a, the same place a long time, we've been here for 10 years, and it's your home, and you have so many relationships, maybe standing up in front of people and talking on your last Sunday is not the best idea. <laughs> but if I do seem a little more emotional than usual, it's, it's only because I went to a Cubs game on Wednesday, and they lost. <laughs> and so I'm still grieving and processing that and trying to work that out, so... That's why. Um, In this passage, Paul and Barnabas are sent out, and they're sent out in a powerful way. And I think sometimes when we look at the book of Acts, we think, wow, what incredible, extraordinary things happened at the beginning of the church. But the more we've been studying this together, and the more you read Acts, you realize this is actually the normal life of the church. This is how the church is supposed to live, how it's supposed to operate. And if you are a follower of Jesus, then you are part of a sent people. The Holy Spirit actually sends us all out. Each and every one of us, we're sent to our families, we're sent to our homes, we're sent to our neighbors, we're sent to friends and strangers and workplaces, and we're sent to the poor and the brokenhearted, and we're sent to the lost. Each Christian is is an apostle, is a sent one. We're all called to be Christ's ambassadors. We're all called to be witnesses for him. And so here in this passage, we see an example of two people who are sent out. But this is for all of us. We're all sent. That's why each Sunday at the end of our services, the deacon says, go forth into the world in peace, rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Every Sunday, each Christian is sent out with the Holy Spirit, to show the power of the Holy Spirit to this world. Here in uh, Acts 13, why don't you turn there in your Bible, or uh, it's also in the bulletin. And this passage uses two different names for Paul. It calls him Saul and Paul. I'll probably just say Paul. All the, the church and the leaders of the church in Antioch, they're together in prayer. They're together in worship. And the Holy Spirit speaks. Don't we see this all the time? That when we're worshiping and praying together as a church, the Lord speaks to us. He says to set Paul and Barnabas aside. And then they go into a season of prayer and fasting. And when it's confirmed, they lay hands on him and they send him out. And that's why, as a church, whenever we receive anyone to be part of our church or whenever we baptize anyone, it's done in prayer and worship. And it's done with the laying on of hands so they would be filled with the Holy Spirit so they can be sent out. So I just want to talk about two things this morning. We are a sent people. And we're sent out with power. The beginning of Acts starts with this sending message directly from Jesus. In Acts 1, We'll read this passage in just a few weeks when we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension. Jesus is with his followers. He's about to ascend into heaven, 
And he tells them this, and this is kind of the first thesis statement of Acts. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So I'm going to send you out. And it's going to be the Holy Spirit that sends you out. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of sending. And when the Spirit comes, how will you know? You'll be sent out. That's how you know. And what happens at Pentecost, which we'll celebrate the week after Ascension? The disciples are together. What are they doing? They're in prayer and worship. And the Holy Spirit comes like a rushing wind. And it fills them. And what happens when the Holy Spirit comes? They're sent out. They're sent out to preach the gospel. They're sent out to plant and start new churches. Because the Holy Spirit is a sending spirit. And he sends us as a people. He doesn't send us alone. Paul and Barnabas are sent out together. Both of them. And I think this is really cool because if you read about Paul and Barnabas... When Paul first was, uh, we, when we first meet him, he's persecuting the church. He's actually hunting down Christians and in some cases imprisoning and killing them. But he meets Jesus and he's so overwhelmed by the power of the Holy Spirit that his life is changed. And then he goes to the leaders in Jerusalem and says, I want to preach the gospel like I, I want to connect with you. And they are scared to death of him. Understandably, he'd been trying to capture them. But it's Barnabas one of the leaders in Jerusalem who goes out to Paul and meets with him and then brings Paul back to the leaders in Jerusalem and says, you trust me, trust him now too. Barnabas is the one who brings Paul in. And when the Spirit starts to move in the city of Antioch, where we are in chapter 13, Jerusalem sends Barnabas to go check it out. And Barnabas goes and he sees what's happening and he goes, I need help in this. I need a partner. Where does he go? He runs against Paul. And he brings Paul to Antioch. And now they're here praying together. When the Lord sends them out, the Lord sends them out together. This is the normal life of the church. But we're sent out together as partners, as friends, to do the work of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you a couple stories about this. The first one is about one of the communications teams here at Resurrection. Uh, A year ago, some of these folks came to me and they said, Hey, we get together every week and we... um, we practice programming things. We practice doing web development. We build apps. And uh, we'd love to do that for the church. Is there anything that the church needs built? And I said, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. We could do like a, a website and software development team. And they're like, oh, no, we've already named it. It's called ResDev. Said, okay, that's great. Uh, they helped us with our last website. And, and when we were getting ready for the Easter vigil this year, we knew we wanted to welcome as many people as we could, as easily as we could. So we wanted to do seat reservations, free tickets. And the software we use for the church like, lets us um, release those tickets, but it doesn't let us collect them. So we had all of these like, nightmares about people just like, standing in the narthex, not being able to get in, and it being like, chaotic, and not being able to collect the tickets and make sure people were in the place that they could hear what was going to happen in the afternoon Easter vigil. So we went to the ResDev team and said, is there anything you could do? And they said, we can build an app for that. And they built a software app. And every one of you who came to that vigil, you scanned your tickets and it went into their app and into the database and it kept everything clear and everyone was able to get in. And so many people far from God came to that service and experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And many of them, many of them, 
raise their hands to accept the Lord as their Savior and to, to commit their lives to following Him for the first time. And it happened because of arts teams and welcome teams and also because of ResDev developing an app that helped welcome people in. They were just a group of friends who thought, how could we do something that would help? And what the Lord did is he used them to change people's lives. Those people who came to the Lord that, that, that day, their life will never be the same. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think that the Lord could use you and your friends to be sent by the Holy Spirit to change lives? Have you ever talked with your Christian brothers and sisters and just, have you ever dreamed a little bit with them? Like, what, what could we do? How could the Lord send us that we could actually see lives changed by the power of the Holy Spirit? Have you ever just gotten together for a meal and just said, what if? What if this could happen in the kingdom of God? That's how the Lord works. That's how he sends us out into this world. Another sending story. I was talking with um, Jen Ranter earlier this week. She leads our replanting ministry. And I just asked her, Jen, tell me again, how did, how did this all happen? She said, well, it started in Holy Week of 2012. And I thought to myself, of course it did. Because we were together in prayer and worship. And when we were together in prayer and worship, the Holy Spirit speaks. Well, she was in a uh, sort of a challenging spot in her life. She had been here on a work visa. She's from Canada. And it was about to expire. And she didn't know if she was supposed to go back, if she was supposed to stay, how that would work. And that uh, Good Friday service, there were some brothers and sisters from Antioch Church in Wheaton worshiping with us. And they came up to her and just said, the Lord wants us to pray for you. Can we pray for you? And without knowing the whole story of what Jen was going through, the Lord gave them an image of Jen with her feet in like cement blocks. They said, the Lord has you staying put. So you're not going anywhere. And from there, the Lord started to give her a passion to start a ministry like Replanted, which helps support families who have adopted or who are doing foster care, helps those kids find a new home that's safe and a home in the church. And she was at a party with other Christian friends, and she shared this passion. And one of them in particular said, let's do it. Let's do it. And the Lord had been working in other people's hearts, and they, he brought together this replanted team, and now there are three support groups that minister to 70 adults, and that represent 100 kids. And these families are being built up by the power of the Holy Spirit, and their lives are being changed because we're sent out as a people. And when we're sent out by the Holy Spirit, he sends us out in power. Look what happens here in Acts 13. Verse 6. They're traveling around the island of uh, Cyprus, and they come upon a certain magician. Now, that doesn't sound very scary, but it's not a magician like Penn and Teller or, you know, some Las Vegas show. It's not an illusionist. This is a false prophet, and he's got influence. He's a religious leader. When they go to the the head of the city, the proconsul, he's there, and he's opposing them. He's got religious influence. He's got political influence. I've got to imagine if I'm Paul and Barnabas, I'm starting to doubt the sending of the Holy Spirit at that moment. Look who is coming up to oppose us. How are we going to get through this? 
Didn't, didn't we hear from the Holy Spirit when we were in Antioch? Didn't they lay hands on us and send us out? Why now are we facing such opposition? And friends, whenever we're sent out by the Holy Spirit, we're going to face false prophets who speak lies to us about our sending. We're going to face oppositions to the sending of the Holy Spirit. Let me share one that uh, Bonnie and I have faced. Um, When we were first uh, praying about a a call to church planting, that same month we had closed on a house that we bought in Carroll Stream. And we thought to ourselves, how are we supposed to church plant if we just bought a house here and God calls us to move somewhere else? Like, we can't sell it right away. What are we going to do? This seemed like opposition. And maybe we aren't called to go do this thing. But God had spoken through his Holy Spirit, and, and so we started to pray about it. And we asked our prayer team to start praying for us about it. And a few months later, we got a phone call. It was someone I just met the week before. I had one hour-long conversation with this person. He called me back and he said, Hey, my wife and I have been praying about this church plant. And we felt like we should offer you our house in Aurora to rent. We're not going to be living there next year. If this is a good situation, we just felt like the Lord wanted us to offer it to you. So we checked it out. We signed a lease. That's where we're moving at the end of July. And not only is it a, a good home for us, not only is it going to be a great center from which to do ministry in Aurora, we didn't, we didn't even look for it. The Lord brought it to us. Because when he sends us out in the Holy Spirit, he sends us out in power. And he takes down the opposition that comes against us. He speaks against the false prophets that would keep us from being sent. Look what happens to the false prophet. Paul, verse 9, is filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when the Spirit sends us, he sends us with the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he says to him, You son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, full of deceit and villainy, will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? He's naming him as a false prophet. You are not speaking true. What the Holy Spirit has said, that is true. But what you say in opposition, that is false. And what happens? The Holy Spirit shows up. And and this person who a minute before was a powerful, influential person in this room, now is struck blind and has to be led around by the hand so he doesn't trip. Because when the Holy Spirit sends us out in power, those who would oppose, those false prophets, are rendered powerless. I grew up in China, not China, 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 Michigan, (laughs) lesser known um, China. It's a small town on southeast Michigan, and it's right by Canada. So we would go over to Canada like on the Friday night for pizza. Back then, you didn't even really need an ID to get across. And we would, you know, vacation there. And one summer, we got uh, in the mail a catalog for like a musical festival we would go to in Canada. It had all these stickers on it, all these stamps. It had been to Beijing. It had been to China, China, and back. And that was really fun. But as I got thinking about it, it's like, how did, how did that happen, right? So you get, the, you get the Canadian postal worker who gets it, and he's like, oh, this is going to China, China, eh? And you're welcome, Jen. Um, it's my second Canada illustration. And... Uh, 
And, oh, but it, it's only got postage to barely get across the border. But oh, we'll make sure it gets there. Here it goes. And they put it on the plane. It flies to China. And then the Chinese postal worker gets it. And he's like, oh, this, I'm not going to try that accent. I'm not as good as that one. Um, he's like, oh, this isn't for here. It's back. But it doesn't have postage on it. Oh, but we'll make sure it gets back. So they put it back on the plane. It flies across back to Canada. And they get in Canada. And they're like, oh, we sent it to the wrong place. So sorry. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. And... And then there's no postage left, but we'll get it across into Michigan, and they mail it there, and it shows up at our house. That is the power of the International Postal Service. And when God sends us out, when we are sent by the Holy Spirit, He sends us with the postage power to get where we're supposed to go. When He sends out His word, it does not return to sender void. It accomplishes what it's set out to do. When the Father sends the Son, Jesus, he comes and he accomplishes what he sent out to do. He lives the life we couldn't live. He dies the death that was meant for us, but he raises to new life to bring us into that new life. So that when he sends the Holy Spirit to us, to the sent people, to the church, the Holy Spirit will accomplish what it's sent to do. And when the Spirit sends the church out, when he sends us out, we will accomplish what he has sent us to do. There is no false prophet that can oppose the church. There is no one who can speak against us that the Holy Spirit will not render powerless. Because the healing power of the Holy Spirit is sent to the world in the church. Listen to Jesus's, one of his ultimate sending statements in Matthew 28. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. That is the work of the church. There are a lot of great people around the world doing good things, but only the church has the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the church has the power to make new disciples, to bring people back into relationship with God, to baptize them into the family of the redeemed. Only the church has the power to heal the brokenhearted by the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to take our fractured communities that are warring against one another and bring healing and bring peace. And in a week when we've heard about another city where another abuse of power has left another person dead, do we not need the healing power of the Holy Spirit? It's the church that is sent to the world by the Holy Spirit with the power of the Holy Spirit. And and this is why we start new churches. So that every corner of our communities can come face to face with the change that the gospel offers. This is why we care about the church. This is why I'm so thankful that in 1964, the Holy Spirit moved men and women from Trinity Episcopal Church in Wheaton to plant this church, to plant Church of the Resurrection. Because I have met the healing power of the Holy Spirit here. And my life is different. My family is different than it would have been if I hadn't met the Lord here. And as long as there are brokenhearted people in our world, who need the healing power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will send us out. And as long as there are communities that need built up on the foundation of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will send us out. Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of sending. And the church is a sent people. And when he sends the church out, he sends us out with the power to bring that healing to others.
Amen? Let's pray. Just take a moment to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to each of us. Each of us as believers has a sending call to our families, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, to our friends and to strangers, to the poor and the broken, to the lost. How is the Holy Spirit sending you? What is that gospel kingdom of God dream that he has for you to bring his healing? It might be that you're actually in a discernment period about that. Discern in prayer. Discern in fasting. Discern in the church and wait on the Lord. He will speak. He will speak. It may be that you've felt disconnected from the Lord, and as you go about your daily lives, you you haven't heard the sending of the Holy Spirit to that person next to you in line or that that, um, neighbor across the street, and you just need to spend some time in prayer and and hear the Spirit's small sendings to you in each and every day. As Bonnie and I were praying about this message last night, we just had a sense that there would be some folks here who feel like you can't be sent because of that false prophet opposition in your life. Maybe even now the Lord would bring into your imagination what that is. That yes, I'd want to be sent, but I could never be sent because of this. And Deacon Brett had a word in the first service this morning that we had prayed into a lot at the all-night Easter vigil that God is a God who makes a way when there isn't a way. And if you have that sent, that sending from the Holy Spirit, but you don't know how it could ever happen, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Let that word just rest in your soul, give you faith to wait and pray. It may be um, that you feel like there's a shame of sin in your life that is too great. That because of what you've done or because what was done against you, that God could never use you in that way. The Holy Spirit could never send you out in that way. And the picture that Bonnie had of that was just of Jesus on the shore with Peter, who had just egregiously, egregiously denied the Lord Jesus. And in Peter's mind, he had forfeited all part in the kingdom of God. But Jesus comes to him in his grace and says, feed my sheep. It could be that the Holy Spirit is telling you this morning to trust in the grace of Jesus greater than all our sin and shame, that the power of the Holy Spirit can break down that opposition. And indeed, we call on all authority given by Jesus, given to Jesus in all heaven and earth, to break down that opposition now. Lord, clear away anything that would stand between our sending for the sake of those who need the healing power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray for this church. We pray that Church of the Resurrection would would be a place that sends every single believer out, full of the Holy Spirit, rejoicing in the power of the Spirit to bring your healing to our world. 
And we pray that this church would always be a sent church and ascending church. Amen.